Welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. Whoo, fellas. How was uh, Atlanta? Pretty good. So good. Decided to stay an extra day. So was that? I didn't know uh, how. You want me to turn TV on? Uh, it acting like it's not working, but. Oh, no. Well, we're, we're before we, the game, so I'm good. Oh, okay. It's too far away. <laughs> we went down there and. Uh, we had gotten tickets for the Friday game and the Saturday game, plan on driving back on Sunday. And then sitting there, we went early. The kids were trying to get autographs. The girls each got a picture with uh, Charlie Culberson. Yeah. Uh, which was really Addie cool. was really pumped, though, because she was devastated when Dansby got traded or left as a free agent to the Cubs. And Culberson's basically his doppelganger. So, yes. Um, she was excited, and she was smiling ear to ear because she was like, he's so dreamy. I, I told uh, – <laughs> I told my That's dad when shit. we were there on Sunday, I messaged him. I said, oh, I've never been this happy baseball. before. Just a great trip. Kids are happy. And I think Haley's enjoyed it more than the boys, and they're baseball fans. And my uh, stepmom said, well, that's because she got a picture with a hunk. Yeah. There you go. And just what you said. He's he's. Uh, we going to put on? Dansby's doppelganger. Uh, put the Braves game on first. Okay. Valley Sports South. Because the NBA is not till 830. Let's see. Is this it? Uh, it's a Kroger commercial, but we'll see what happens. Yep. So we had uh, um, all three games. It's the first time I've ever been to a, a whole series. You won three games. Yeah, the whole series. I thought you went, for, I thought you went down for one. They ended up catching. No, the we were doing two to start with. Where the tickets, but when we were sitting there at BP, I was telling Mister Brown, like, I don't know, I have a couple drinks. I'll end up buying tickets for tomorrow. And uh, obviously, <laughs> and you're looking. Like, Drink out. <laughs> yeah. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> like the little red devil on the Ooh. shoulder. They, they were trying to get autographs, and then uh, they ended up cutting it off. Like, Haley got a setup, and then the stadium staff guy cut Lucas off, even though uh, the all your kids was go? right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was looking at these seats, and they had 10 seats in a row, but the way they broke it up, seven seats were their own row. I was walking down there, and the Mariners were on that side. I'm going to walk down here and look at these seats. And the whole row was available. And I was like, uh, what the hell? Let's go for it. So we ended up staying the extra day. Worked out really well. Mm, that's what, when we were there the next day, I didn't realize I wasn't even thinking about it being third base in Atlanta. That's like the Chipper Jones section. You get uh, the kids got free ice cream and popcorn. Free popcorn. The whole game. Wow. Yeah. It was a good deal. That's uh that's pretty cool. I do like it. Did you do uh, anything beyond the stadium, or did you guys just stay right there? Uh, we pretty much stayed there. I mean, but like that, never had – they had a chance to, like, explore the battery because last year they came down, they had a rush right into the game and only stayed for one game. So kind of gave them a little bit of a tour of the battery, and we checked the different restaurants and the stuff battery like that. is amazing. Yeah. And that they have, like, a big video screen in there. What would you say? It's a 600-inch TV? And That's a sports and social. They have a sky cam in there, and it's running videos of where you can come in and watch the game, you know, if the Braves aren't there, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, if you're not paying attention, they'll put it on you. So I ended up actually taking a picture where we were all at our table on our phones, and it came over and was zoomed in on us. So yeah. you know what's funny about all this, though, is like Biggie's got this, uh, and maybe you do too, I don't know. You're like, oh, yeah, go to Lane all the time. And, like, you can describe the battery to the nth degree, but, like, what about, did you do anything downtown? Did you go see, like, the 
the world of Coke? No, uh, that's 30 minutes more south. Is it that far? Yeah. I didn't think it was that far. And with traffic, it's probably about an hour. Yeah, Atlanta traffic is no joke. Yeah. Drove by Six Flags. But, okay. <laughs> but, but what I'm hearing, though, is like the For, for me, it was more of a... The whole setup around Atlanta, I mean, Mr. Brown, we're talking about this. If this isn't the future of every ballpark, I'd be amazed because you can't even park in some of these areas four hours before yeah. opening, before first pitch. Well, there's the Mizuno, there's baseballism, the chop house. There's a ton of different restaurants, stores to shop. Like Haley bought a dress from a store while she was down there. There's a ton of different stuff right there. That why do I need to go downtown when I can get it right there? Uh, right, I, I'm not hating on you for it. I'm just like that's you know how big the battery me. is, though. Like you're saying, like it's like a it's like its own little city essentially. You know, your own couple blocks. It really is. Last year when we went down, it's did you, stay, did you stay at the battery? No, okay. uh, that's probably how we got down there so late. We just got to catch the game. So the stuff to enjoy of the game, like to get in there early and the battery and everything that surrounds it, and getting the autographs. Didn't get to do that last year. This this time, it was just an amazing trip. Loved it. Kids had fun. It was awesome. And what was the outcome of the series? The Braves took two out of three. So here's the thing. First game we won, which I knew we were going to win. Second game we threw a bullpen game to give them a chance to win one, which they did. Third game, um, I, I swear Biggie just bought tickets because the pitching matchup was so favorable for the Mariners. Just he's because like, it was announced so he, he right was going to stay that. and try to get the series win well, and well, sit on the Mariners' side, well, and then it bit him in the ass. Who was the pitcher? Schuster, who I picked up to start the year because he was in the Braves' rotation. He's a stud out of the uh, – a stud in their minor league system. He had two horrible starts. Best, best pitcher they had in spring training. Yep. Mm-hmm. Left-hander. But when he entered the game, like when he started, uh, his area was seven and a half. Goes out and pitches the best game of his life. One hitter, which was a home run, but held him to one run over six innings. <laughs> I mean, it ended up being a good game. It was nice to I mean, come yeah, down to great. Sunday with the series at one, watching the rubber match. and The, the other thing I enjoyed – on Sunday, we sat down at third baseline. It was really cool being really close to the game. Um, sitting out the first night we were there was like the perfect seat for fat person like me <laughs> who doesn't like other people. I was all the way back in the row in left field, seat on the aisle, and then right behind it, they have those rows where you could stand up, put your drink down yeah. if you want to stand. So Biggie uh, was loving life. Yeah, yeah. that was all sprawled out. That's uh, in, in the baseball stadiums I've been to. Like that concourse area where you can just stand. Like it's crazy. You look at a game and like like the Reds, for example, or the Orioles, you'd be like, Man, there's no way they had fourteen thousand people there tonight. But they're all in the little concourse. They're not in the seats anymore. But it's hard to get so I'm glad you found your way to the the, the bar there. Because uh yeah. they're usually well, crowded. The other thing that I liked about it was uh I, I mean this just the weird old person and me, but no matter where we were in the park and where we sat from three games to walking through the park, there was never one time I went to go into the bathroom to pee and you had to wait like a long time. Like it's set up well. I remember as a kid going to games and even if we go to Mountaineers games are horrible. Like there's a line how far out Waiting to try to use the bathroom. Saw some more people, which doesn't help either. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's different between a football but it's, and a... But it's so spread out. Yeah. You know, it's bad. But you're, you're right. Like, a lot of this infrastructure, you know, it's not built ideally for, you know, dealing with the massive crowds in the parking situation, but the battery being all planned. Like, I see the and, uh, allure to it. Like, it makes sense. But a lot of cities don't want to give up that real estate downtown either. 
The whole world is upside down there, too. Instead of ATMs, they have machines that turn your cash into a cart because that's all they take. Well, everything in MLB is cashless now. Yeah, across the country. Yeah. So stupid. Well, what you were saying about having the room downtown, that's probably why more places don't do it. But that's also why the Braves are the Atlanta Braves, but they're 15 miles from the heart of the city. Right. Well, I mean, you know. It's it's, smart. What are you going to call them, the Smyrna Braves? So if you think about it, the A's are moving to Vegas, and they're going to build where the Tropicana is. It's in Vegas, so it's super hot, so it's got to be a dome stadium, but it's going to have the same feel to it. They're going to be on the strip. Can can you educate me really quick on this scenario? Like, is is it official, official? Like, I don't feel like there's been, like, a, a vote approval or anything like that. It's all this posturing still. Like, I mean, I feel like – I have to look it up, but I feel like it's a done deal, but it's not until 2027. Do they have to finish their current lease in Oakland or something like that? Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have to research. But I know they have officially bought land in Vegas, and they already like, have I know that, too, but, like, you figure at some point I thought well, I would remember this very specific, like – it's official. The A's are moving to Vegas. And I don't feel like we've gotten that yet. You know, not to get off on a tangent here, but they were talking about like team names not being befitting of the team. I was listening to this, and they were talking about Chicago area. You got the Bears, the Black, Blackhawks, the Bulls. The Oakland A's are the athletics. They're not very athletic. They're like 10 and 37. <laughs> you know, 10 and 40 now. That was like- it's a long story just to get to that that dig. Well, West Virginia, you famous. are the Mountaineers. Oakland, eh, not Why really. Why is the a mascot an elephant? You asked me that too quick. I, I looked this up and I knew Why the answer to that. Is the, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. No, it was. Uh, it deals with Connie Mack. Mm. That was because they were Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia A's. Yeah. My elephant for A's mascot. I like how anytime we search anything in um, Google, we don't even like use regular English. We talk like cavemen. Why elephant A's mascot? That's why the best place to hide a body is on page two of Google. <laughs> you can type you type anything into that search engine, and it's right there in the first three. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. It or- originates back to 1902 when John McGraw. Yeah, sorry, John yeah. McGraw. Uh, so it's even older than Connie Mack. Because um, uh, they said they are a big white elephant on their hands. They weren't going to make any money. It was an insult. Yeah, so he ran with it. That's kind of like, well, we're the polka dots, right? That's right. Yeah, you take an insult and you run with it. There's nothing wrong with that. You look at that polka dot mascot, that guy's on roids. When, when we were in school, he was... Uh, or we like had that guy, guy, sunglasses guy. Remember that? And it was would, John Miller. It was, yeah. and he went on to be the mascot at the uh, WQB. He was the rabbit. I felt like you he wasn't he an underground like wrestler. Ah, uh, probably. I, I picture would, him wearing a mask like the Blob and Billy Madison. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he would take off running from half court at timeouts and run into the wall behind the hoop. As fast as he could. Why? No idea. What? I mean, he was training for the big leagues. So drain damage. He, he became <laughs> drain damage. I heard yeah, that. Yeah. He's he like looked, a, he uh, looked like Tugboat when we were in high school. Not quite as big, but he had the same beard. <laughs> How tall was he? Wasn't he pretty tall? He was taller than I was, and I was only six one. I thought he was a big dude. Yeah, he was. Like what a goofy. He got he got he got all the girls. <laughs> he did. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. So oh. let me let me show you. Well, he had to wear the mascot outfit. 
That's how there's, I get the girls. Yeah. One other thing that about the trip that had nothing to do with the games, <laughs> but we rented a vehicle and carpooled it down there. It worked out great. Well, here uh, Mr. Brown ends up getting an upgrade from the minivan to a Jeep Wagoneer. Oh. Dude, that is fancy. It's an $80,000 vehicle. Did you feel nervous driving it? No, nah, it was fun. Uh had all the bells and whistles. It was mm. kind of weird for me. Biggie spent like the first two hours of his drive just uh, messing with the... You uh, had to learn how to program Well, the there's six voice. different dash settings. Yeah, he was messing with the uh, steering wheel because it'll go up and down and in and out just by yeah, pushing it the button. Yeah, it's it's all uh, you know electrical, so there's no hit a button and adjust up and down. It comes in and out. Then you slide up underneath of it. It's real nice. It's a heated steering wheel. I was playing around with that, and I turned it on. I didn't know how to turn it back off, and it was getting really hot, so Mr. Brown had to turn it off. Heated steering wheel. I mean, yeah. maybe some people like to have the heated steering wheel on with the air conditioner blowing in their face. I decided, man, it was a sweet ride. We, we did have the AC blowing, and then Biggie had his uh, seat heated while we had the AC on. Had to loosen up the lower back. I was going to say, I, I'd be dying. I thought I thought you were kind of a hot runner anyway. So to... well, I was trying to get the back loosened up. Okay. So did you drive most of the time? Uh, on the way down, I drove a little bit more, but that's kind of, I enjoy driving. But we got to a certain point, and I was like, dude, I can't. I can't anymore. So, I think that between me and Mr. Brown, I probably enjoy driving. Okay, so you both did your fair share. My, my question is, on the Jeep Wagoneer, like on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? I'll give it a nine. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's a nice ass ride. Yeah, it's very smooth. Uh, the power is there. Uh, you don't. You look down. You're going ninety. You don't even realize it. Mm. So it's not. We don't condone speeding here. Well, I don't. Yeah, it happened <laughs> multiple times. Foot. And then here's the thing. So we uh, decided to stay Sunday game. So then instead of getting back at five or six in the evening, we're getting back at two a.m. and they have school the next day. Good lord! So it was it was a nice little trek. That's why that's why you guys seem a little tired today. I think I think you got a little travel hangover. And then you we know. stopped at Bucky's cool. on the way back. Have you heard of Bucky's? So yes, I love Bucky's. What do you think of Bucky's? It was amazing. I wish there was one in this area. So at ten ten thirty at night, we stop at Bucky's. It's fully staffed, and they got meat cutters back there. And that's I'm crazy. in there sampling the jerky, and I like I'm looking, <laughs> yeah. and the guy's like, "You can have a sample of whatever you want." I'm like, ah, I don't want to eat too much. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? He's like, well, I'll do the venison. <laughs> no, you don't want to try that one. You want to try this one. So I ended up having six samples of beef jerky. Was this the one in Georgia? No, it was in Richwood, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, the newer one. Yeah. Yeah. Right after we got off uh, the wrong turn road. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that in that area. So uh, it was right near Winchester. Yeah. So um, Winchester seems like... Uh, Winchester, Kentucky seems like every movie small town. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it really does. But half, oh, house, half the houses look like dorm houses. They got white picket fences. Yeah. Oh, crap, though. When we were driving, like, we drove in Atlanta, and I had Mr. Brown drive. We're driving. <laughs> it's dark out, and he's telling me where to turn for this cuts off short of Lexington. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he said turn right. So I turned right, and I, that road had no lines on it. And it was like... It was like I would not. I was not going to stop. I don't care what the deal was. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. And it was out in Kentucky. So yeah, it's. Uh, I that was one of the right. best best trips that uh, I've ever taken. My kids all loved it. Good and deal, man. That's, that's with Isaac all getting about. older. Who knows how many more times you get to do that? So enjoy them while you can get them. Yep. No, I I hear you. That's uh. 
That's good, man. So I, I, that's um, three days all all together. So, and the kids kids made it through school the next day. Uh, mine didn't go. <laughs> yeah, I let mine go at lunch. Uh, priorities. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let them sleep. Well, the time night. we got back and like, you laid down and whatnot, it was like 3, 3.30 and I was like, all right, just get to school my Did lunch. you work the next day? I did. It sucked. Ooh. Would you rather do that? Or well, I would have called in on Monday, but I'm already working Saturday this week. So if I'd have called in Monday, I'm giving up all my overtime. Mm, and you're just losing a Saturday. So let me ask you this. Did you... Um, would you rather work the way you felt that day or like a really bad hangover? What's worse? I'd rather work the way I felt that day because I was just tired. Okay. So what hangover, happened? you're tired and you can like get a burst of energy and then you're done. Um, you were talking about, you know, making decisions and buying tickets. Um, I got really excited for the Dave Chappelle thing. Dave Chappelle coming to Charleston, West Virginia. And well, well, I can get like you were saying six hundred dollars. Yeah, and then that's when I, I looked, and you're looking five to seven hundred dollars anywhere on StubHub. Mm-hmm. Ticketmaster yes. was saying they had tickets cheaper, but what was the deal with? I couldn't get them. Like, I, so I started at right away at two o'clock. I was just hitting refresh, and it popped up, and it said there's two thousand people in front of me. And I'm like looking on Ticketmaster, this is why it's a weird deal. So it goes on sale. The show's a week later. The only other thing he's got on the schedule. Is he's got an arena show in Pittsburgh, like Mellon Arena. I guess I think that's where the Penguins play. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. But uh, I mean, so that's like fifteen thousand people. Is that a special? Maybe there's nothing else out there. Maybe this was his trial run. Maybe this is why it was a pop up show. It just kind of came about. So to me, he wants to see how his material hits. See if he needs to yeah, tweak something. And maybe maybe all all of the shows are like this. But there was all these warnings about like your phones and and watches and things like that. Like you had to put them in a pouch when you come to the show, and they collect it and stuff. Like it's it was different. So. I was I was really that optimistic. That makes you definitely think it's something that they're going to do a special a TV special. Right. Otherwise, so, why I mean, it, it just might be how he is with these shows, though. But uh, yeah, there's two thousand people in front of me. I kept I would refresh, paid. and I could not get them. It kept saying somebody took the so another guest beat you to the tickets. I thought we're all poor here. So how does it sell out so fast? That's um, what I was going to say. So the majority of the balcony seats all on um, uh, Ticketmaster were seventy nine dollars. That's what I was trying to get. How many of them were scalpers, though, just to get them in and resell them? You, yeah. you can only buy a maximum of two tickets. Okay. So you couldn't go in more. So you get one or two. Those are your options. And if you're on the floor, you know, it went up. I think the, the most expensive is like $500, you know. So, you know what's crazy is that I would pay 150 to $200 to go to that show. Yeah. Like, I'm a huge fan. I love going to stand-up comics. Well, just, it's a great dude, night. I, I had it. I had points on a credit card. I, I could get free tickets, but I just couldn't get in. Yeah, and I was trying to do it with the points without the. I, it wasn't that. It was the browser. You know, ticket Ticketmaster ticket sucks. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. You know where I was going with that. It's just a pain in the ass. Like the first place we go for tickets is never Ticketmaster. You know, because we're usually going to sporting events. It's not like those are going on sale. Like, and then you got to get in line. You can get them anytime. But uh, concerts and stuff like that, man, I, I hate Ticketmaster. They suck. But uh, I, I was trying to explain to my kids, uh, like, how big a deal a Dave Chappelle show would be. Like, to me, that's like, uh, it'd be like going to, like, see the Rolling Stones, you know, in their prime. Or, like, you saw Van Halen in the 80s or Elvis Presley even. Like, 
Am I wrong? No, I think it's right up there. I mean, he's. I think he's the modern day black version of uh, George Carlin. Whereas he roasts everyone equally, he's very uh, intelligent on what he comes at comes out with. Yeah, and he don't back down. And you love Carlin, right? Yeah, I love him. So I'm mean, at top race. But he don't back down. If you call him out, he doubles down. Right, and that's why I'm not going to see new material live before anybody else. That's a, well, I love that because. He'll set you up real subtle on different stuff, too. Oh, like, his punchlines are 10 minutes long. Yeah. He, t- he gives you something at the beginning, and you got to wait on him to get there. Seeing as, as Kevin Spacey, I just saw this the other day. What? So he's he's given a good buildup about uh, not touching people and all this different stuff. He's talking about Kevin Spacey and this boy that he molested and how he held it for 20 years and finally came out, and he's so proud of him. But he goes, you know what? If he'd held on for another six months, I would have known how House Cards ended. <laughs> I do remember that. That selfish son of a bitch. Yep. Oh, shit. So I'm, I'm brokenhearted. Like, I, because I'm like you, I think. Like, I, and I think you like stand You've been to a couple of stand up shows, right? Like, that is, that's not my favorite form of it. I want to be insulted. I want to be embarrassed. I want to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, it's, they're all, they're all fantastic when they make you think and then you can laugh at the same time. That's, I don't know. I, I, I would, that's a bucket list item for me. Yep. And I'm real. So I keep checking every day to see if tickets pop up, and they, they haven't popped up. Yet. But it's already sold out, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's sold out. So you're at this point, you're just on the aftermarket. So my wife texted me this morning, and she's like, you know, stuff up for 250 And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I, I, it's, what, I what would it. be your max? I, right now, I mean, it's maybe 200 to pop. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about it. Because I don't know. Here's the thing, Chad. You're letting $100 deter you from a bucket list item. Well, I have kids and I have food to buy and things like that. It's $100. Bucks. Eat ramen noodles Man, for a few days. Fuck them kids. Fuck them. You'll remember like this till the day you die. I didn't bring it up for you guys to be a bad influence on financial decisions. Mm-hmm. Dude, you live once. Live well. I went to Atlanta well, this weekend. You buy tickets. Well, you find them, I'll buy them. <laughs> I gotta find room. I'll have to take out a new credit card. I used the last one up this last weekend. But you know what? I don't care because I enjoyed myself. If uh, if it was the old days, I'd take this twenty pound baseball bat with me. We just catch somebody outside. How about then, that? How about that? How about now? Uh, speaking of people talking smack, um, I thought the Heat were gonna put away the Celtics, man. Uh, I felt the sweep. Yeah. The Celtics looked so defeated. I thought it was going to be a sweep as well. The Heat were up six at the halftime. The Celtics came out in the third quarter, just blitzed them. Outscored them by like 13 or 15 in the third. And now game five is tonight, and I would be surprised if it doesn't go back for a game six because – If it goes back at six, do you think Boston will win at that point? No, I, I think that Miami will finish it in six. I think I would bet a thousand million, hundred gazillion billion dollars that Boston wins tonight. Um, but game six, I think that Miami will finish them at home. If they, for some reason, don't, then Boston's winning. They're not going back to the garden and losing because mm. Tatum is that guy who he's dog crap, dog crap, dog crap, and then he shows up. Yeah. There is no way in hell Boston wins this series. You're out of damn mind. No way whatsoever. It's never well, happened before. They're, they're winning tonight. Statistically, you're saying it's impossible. Correct. They're winning tonight. You think so? Yeah. 
I'm just saying I thought it was amazing they, they bounced back. They looked like they're an eight and a half point favorite at home and the Heat have uh Alma, I'm drawing a blank now. They got another guy from D League Division eighteen playing tonight because the guy's out. Was it Struess that's out? Somebody else? I don't Kyle know. Lowry is is starting who can maybe give them twenty good minutes. Mm. So I just don't see it. No team's ever done it in the history of the NBA for a reason, and Celtics aren't gonna be the first. Although in the 90s, the Jazz were up 3-0 in a best of seven on the Nuggets, and it got to a game seven before they finished them off. So, Nuggets it is possible did. to get to that Nuggets point. But I, I agree. Yeah, it's unlikely. I just think that I think the Celtics win tonight, and then they go back to Miami. If Miami doesn't close it out at home, they're not closing it out on the road because they couldn't beat the Celtics in game seven at home last year. They're not doing it on the road. I didn't watch any of game four. Like, I just thought – it was a foregone conclusion. How, how did the Heat look offensively? Good in the first half. I mean, they were up 59-53 at the half. Anybody stand out? This normal game. Yeah. Jimmy doing his thing, supporting Cass. Yeah. Um, you know, all this talk about Jimmy, I wonder I wonder where he ranks on, like, the jersey sales list. That's interesting. I, I'm going to look that up. It's got to be pretty good. There's, like, playoff Jimmy. I always liked him when he played for the Bulls because he just had that – had that dog in him. Well, like everybody's talking about, like there's those Jordan comparisons and stuff. People are yeah. they're in tongue in cheek. I get it, but still, uh, you would think he'd be up there. But is he that popular? And like, I don't know. Who do you the think? Crazy the, thing is, who do you think of the top five? I'm gonna find it. If they finish the series off, which they should, and they make it into the finals, you get into the finals, and Tyler Hero's gonna be back. So now you got your all star, all NBA type guy, Jimmy Butler. Really good player in Bam Adebayo. Really good third option, Tyler Hero. Man, it's a little bit more of a series, even though the Nuggets are a fairly dominant team. Top five jersey sales have got to be I think Giannis LeBron, has to be one. Giannis, Giannis is Curry. Number, Giannis is number four. Curry's number two. LeBron, number one. I would think that Luka, number five. Wow, you guys are really good at this. And then I'm debating Durant. He's number six. Is it the Joker or Embiid? It's neither. All right, so give us, we got, give us the four we got. Number one's LeBron, number two, Steph. How about AD? Number four is Giannis, number five's Luka. So we're missing the number three player. This should pop out to us. I mean, yeah, it should. Jimmy Butler? Nope. <laughs> ah, nobody is playing right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising, but I, I think it's the I, team. I wouldn't have thought he'd have been that high. Nope. Is it just because it's a Boston player that's good? No, I just – I don't know. I don't feel like he gets the same recognition as other Jordan players Jordan Poole get. was number 15 on this list. This is for the 22-23 season. That's insane. You know what's weird, like with Boston, how they keep talking about they have him and Jalen Brown and they should be building a dynasty together. I was listening to uh, some NBA guy talk uh, yesterday, and what he was saying was how they don't complement each other properly, and that's why they don't go over the top. Like, if you look at the Nuggets, now that Murray's healthy and you got Joker, well, they're your two best players. They're both, you know, all-stars. We're going to talk about the Nuggets. I was trying to keep you away from it because I know how excited you are. Well, no, it just – they complement each other very well. It's like Shaq and Kobe. You know what I mean? If you get two guys that 
almost play the same position. It doesn't matter how good they are. They don't play as well together. So I, I definitely want to talk about the the Nuggets and Lakers, but just real quick, number eight on the jersey list was Ja Morant. Like, what what is wrong with this dude? Can we we haven't talked about this really? Well, you think like they did a, suspended half a season? They next did a year? wellness check for him. Did you see that? Yeah, he's flashing a gun on his IG and said uh, bye or something like that. Like, what's somebody, they suspended him in like NBA 2K whatever the basketball game? I is. saw that. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, so he he shows him on the sidelines of street clothes. <laughs> what? We yeah. should have seen. <laughs> we should have seen uh, this coming. Life. <laughs> should have seen this coming because yeah. Jaws the same guy who was in the, when he was interviewed and they were talking about Michael Jordan. He said he'd cook him. So in a game of one on one, if you're that delusional, this, eh, you probably, this dude doesn't have any yeah. gang ties. He's not supposed to be a gang banger. Well, they gave him the eight mile treatment. The yeah. Oh, he goes to a private school. school. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Clarence's rapping. parents have real good <laughs> marriage. <laughs> so, no, like so. Part of the problem, I think, is his dad. Yeah, I think he's too involved. Think about though, like he's playing in Memphis. Think if he was in New York or L.A. or somewhere. Oh, that'd be terrible. So, like, think about if he was in a big city. He, he's going to fall Miami. Space he'd be down. He'd be out. down with, with the cartel. <laughs> and they were saying too where he's gotten in trouble now he didn't make all nba he's cost himself what he, he could have got for the max contract like he's out on like 40 or 50 million dollars well i mean now you just don't know but I, I i think the thing with his dad real quick was um like he was more of a parent and then like once he got into the league he's just part of the crew and like he's not checking his son anymore and when your dad's just letting you do whatever, then you probably think it's fine. Like, no, somebody needs to slap him and say, stop. Don't be – stop it. Don't do drugs. Well, that's the thing. You can have guns. Just don't flash them at the club. Well, why do you have to go on Instagram going on, with? like, uh, what was the uh, Giants wide receiver about shot on stick off? That was Plaxico Burris. Yeah. Like, why? Let's carry a gun in my jogging pants into the club. Dude, you're a billionaire. Pay for security. Mm. They uh, they skeered. Well, you know, whatever. Don't don't go out well, to the club. Like I'll say tough. this: like I always bash on LeBron, right? Yeah, LeBron goes to the clubs and I'm, all that stuff. Have you ever heard anything bad about him? No, he he covers himself like he's so, a millionaire. So how how you feeling about the Lakers getting swept? Well, I feel like they kind of overachieved a little bit. They made a, a nice push. I don't think they overachieved. I think they just re- they reloaded. Got the right well, pieces. Yeah, they did. So I felt like they'd go as far as AD carried him. He played great down the stretch of the regular season, great in the first two rounds. And we all talked. When he had that huge game one where he had like 40 and 13 or whatever, he even blocked like three or four of Jokic's shots, and they still lost. It was like, damn, you're not getting that AD again every game, and you didn't win this game. All I saw was uh... – was a Cal Kuzma commenting on the Palenka was like, we like the core. We're going to keep it intact. And he was on Twitter. He's like, I heard that shit before. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was, it was uh, somewhat poetic as a guy who obviously, I mean, I respect LeBron as a player and all that, but to me, he's never been the guy that I just trust. And I, I fear at the end of the game, if you look at these games, Game one, he's doing bully ball. He's killing guys in the post. He can't shoot threes all playoffs. 
All of a sudden, we're down three. There's almost a minute left. Let's start chucking threes. I, I hate to break it to you, but there's no respect between you and LeBron. You're in the biggest hate LeBron group, <laughs> basketball group, on Facebook. <laughs> hey, anybody's free to join. <laughs> Let's clear the record here and make sure we hey, have I, I approve all posts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I think I don't think Biggie hates LeBron as much as he hates LeBron stands. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Like LeBron himself, just like everybody's bashing him for his interview where he said, "Well, I don't know, retirement's on the table." That's what you're talking about. And right? uh, well, LeBron's trying to make people not talk about the sweep. No, he's older now. He's trying to manipulate the front office into getting him better players around him because he knows his window is you know damn near closed. Like, Bar- Barkley went nuts about that. Because it, it takes away from the Nuggets. Like, LeBron as a, as a player. I know what you have control cool. and power of. I hate yeah. the LeBron fan base. That's 100% correct. If you didn't have the LeBron stands who try to tell me that on a Tuesday in January he did this and that makes him the GOAT, I probably wouldn't have such a distaste for him because there's other guys who I don't really like. Like, I don't care for Kevin Durant. I think he's kind of a bitch. But I don't <laughs> Soft. like hate him. Like, LeBron, his fan base – all playoffs long, win the title this year as his fifth ring. He's undeniably the GOAT. Gets swept out of the playoffs. This has no effect on his legacy. Like, just which is it? Was it that big of a year or was it not? To me, losing, even getting swept, I, I mean, it's, I, it's a mark, but, like, it doesn't hurt him any. It's because everybody wants to compare him to Jordan, which they shouldn't because he's closer to Magic than he is Jordan, right? Is that yeah. fair? And, I mean, Jordan and Kobe are more like each other. And then, you know, LeBron's a buffed-up Magic Johnson, basically. A freak yeah. Magic Johnson-type player. I just – I agree exactly what you just said as far as – I just – the LeBron fans are probably what drives me nuts more no. than anything else. Just because – like, get the fuck over. Like, he's a great <laughs> player, but he's not Jordan. He's not the GOAT. Somebody will eventually come along that will probably be better than Jordan. If the current players are voting two out of three for Jordan as the GOAT 20 years, 20-plus years after Jordan retired, then I should tell you something. They just want that shoe contract. Got to keep them in good graces. They want want that logo. Jumpman. There ain't that that many of them. I get like frustrated as hell because Jordan buys the Hornets, right? Gives them their name back to the Hornets. 10, 12, 13 years later, he sells a stake in it and makes a billion dollars off of the sale, and he's still part owner. He still go to the game, sit on the bench. He's just not majority owner. Did you see where he'll turn him making a billion dollars into a failure because they didn't win a title in Charlotte? Yeah, but then he goes and he bought that car. Did you see that? No. I thought thought it was like a a joke or something or like a special model or something because it's a Hennessy? But it's actually a car Carolina company. Blue. There's a car company called Hennessy. I've never heard of these before. What the hell are they? <laughs> well, they make high-end cars for rich people only. He had his decked out Carolina I, Blue. Do you remember how much they said it was? I do not. It was a lot of money. I gotta, I gotta look it up. I mean, it was. I, I've never even heard of this before. I just think that. Uh, I put this in the basketball group. What you were just saying, what Barkley was going nuts, is that LeBron's able to take the narrative, and the media, of course, runs with it too. Instead of talking about the Nuggets making it to the finals for the first time in their history, we're talking about LeBron might retire and who are they going to add and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) This car that Jordan bought will go 300 miles per hour. It says it's a 
Hennessy Venom F5 Roadster. He paid three and a half million dollars for this car. Wow. Alright, so he sold his stake in the in the trash hornets for how much? A billion dollars. Yeah, I'd buy a three and a half million dollar car too and not yeah. think twice. There you go. It uh, just frustrates me on every level. I'm not a LeBron fan, but even when it comes <laughs> to like Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes playing right now. He is a great quarterback. He might retire as the greatest ever. It's but the, it's the pre-anointment. Is the, that what gets the you? The pre-anointment gets me. And then if he falls short of winning eight Super Bowls, oh, he didn't live up to the hype or whatever. You, you anoint the guy before he this achieves it. And then when he doesn't get to it, I hate that media. Do you know why this is bullshit? Just well, appreciate it. Who does he just describe? Is that how we felt about Tom Brady for the last 20 years? Like, uh, it's just wait. Like, you no, people were trying I, to annoy him? I don't feel that they did that with Brady because I don't feel like he had the tools that Mahomes has. No. Like, I feel like Brady just kept proving people wrong. Uh, I don't feel like – I don't feel I don't like – I don't feel like Brady is regarded the same as a Mahomes because Mahomes has all the tools. Brady was more of a he constant learning and got better. He got better in, in his regimen and his diet. As he aged, I just remember like going to some he's a winner, leader. watching the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, and like everybody was like Brady's the greatest of all time. Then I'm like, really? Like, hey, I like I think you can say that now, but that's what I'm saying. In the times, so I agree with your sentiment about LeBron, but I, I guess you just don't agree with me about Brady. But that's fine. That's just how I remember it. I don't feel like that because I feel like for the longest time everyone was stubborn and saying it was still Joe Montana. Because Joe was 4-0. Mm-hmm. Even after Brady passed him with four Super Bowl wins, they still would say it was Joe Montana for a while. It wasn't until Brady won like six. I feel right. like that people started saying like, I, maybe I he is like the GOAT. it didn't become an overwhelming he's the GOAT until, until the Atlanta Super yeah. Bowl. Because well, the Atlanta the Super Bowl, they're down 28-3. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was Super Bowl five. Then because the, the Tampa one ended up being, is it him or Belichick? Yeah, and that separate. And then yeah. when he wins that one, it's like, well, he's got one without him. Right. And uh, yeah, you Patriots. I just submitted it right there. Last this year in the division. Oh, I know it's going to be rough. <laughs> and the thing is, they're not going to be a horribly bad team, but the division's loaded. All right, we. I want to talk about Jokic though. Like so, we, we were talking all that stuff and, and getting into LeBron. Let's talk about the winners, man. And you guys. Uh, you watch a lot more basketball than I do, and I remember y'all texting saying just they're fun to watch. I mean, it is, man. They play like, so fast, and they they play really smooth. But it's is this just the new the new Warriors? Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, you could. Do say they that. have that potential? Well, they're completely young enough. different type of team. But you mean you're talking about as far as like a dynasty type mm-hmm. team? Yeah, just are they going to be winners? I think they're going to be right there in the West for the next five years. Yep. Um, obviously, barring an injury. Um, but they do it a completely different way than the Warriors. You you have a freaking point center leading the fast break, <laughs> unathletic as hell, but his basketball IQ is like when he, the best amazing. I've ever seen. When he yep. shot that goofy ass three, did you not think of Biggie? Yeah, off one foot with I AD in his face. He shot it from like the back of his neck. Yeah, and like everything was, he I does, you, you yeah. bitch. everything he does <laughs> looks awkward as hell, but it works. It does. <laughs> and, he, well, and you must think it, it's like a mistake, but then he just keeps doing it. He's unorthodox as hell. Oh God! And, but he's it, nimble. You know what I mean? It's amazing how yeah, he's quick-footed for as unathletic as he, he is. He doesn't have agility, but he does have at least 
You know, he'll keep his balance when you wouldn't think he would. Yeah. See, I feel like here's my opinion. So everyone wanted to compare Dirk to Larry Bird. I feel like Joker is more of a Larry Bird type of player, only he's a center because he does everything, and his IQ is like Larry Bird's. Where I feel like Dirk's more of fadeaway three, using his size. But Joker gets involved, makes the great passes, gets the rebounds. He does whatever his team needs, and he's unathletic as hell. All right, so here, here's my thing with Denver. So I, I think they're going to win the title. Do you guys think that too? Yeah. I do. All right, so this is the first time they've made it to the finals. First time they ever swept anybody. Yada, yada, yada. They put, they put L.A. out. Um, so let's look at Jokic. So he's a multi-time MVP. Um he is potentially an NBA champion. He scores near 30 points a game. He's almost average. He was, what, 0.4 assists away from averaging a triple-double. He's got a cool-ass nickname. He's got a cool family with, you know, tatted-up sleeves. They look like, you know, they, you know. Is he already the, the top center for triple-doubles for his career in history? Uh, I'm not sure. But who else would have more triple-doubles than him? I think I don't think. Well, my, hey, my question I was getting at though is he the, he, is he the face of the league? Is he going to be? Especially if LeBron, you know, teases retirement. I don't know, man. He was the last one picked at the All Star break. So yeah. does he have the respect amongst his peers? That's the funniest thing too. Is that? But well, oh, wait, glorify what, a pickup game. You don't want him in a real did, game. Um, you want him. LeBron and AD said this was the toughest team they faced since they've been together. Mm-hmm. I think that they win the title. It's kind of like the Giannis thing where they won the title and he's a league MVP, but where it's Milwaukee and Denver, how much of a phase in a league can they become? Right. That's that's a good point. Because both of them have, like, I, I'm telling you, this sounds stupid. You can tell me I'm an idiot. But, like, their nicknames and stuff matter, too. Like, it needs to be recognizable. Yeah, yep. But you, you put him in, like, Madison Square Garden, like the Joker. Yeah. And, like, it's insanity. Like he's hiding out there. You mean he's not going to be Porzingis? Yeah, he'll <laughs> be better. Yeah, yeah. He's Slightly. a uh, can a European guy be the face of the NBA? Wow, that's what you're trending towards. Look at the best players in the league; they're all European. Giannis, Luca, the Joker, Embiid's an American now, but he's a uh, his his uh, he's Arab, Arab. Yeah, yeah. but well, or no, is he from the Caribbean? He's a Frenchman or something like that. I I don't know. But I guess my, my point You're being, it up. Uh, him, Porzingis, you look at a lot of the players that are in the league now that are the top-tier players, never played in America until they came into the pros. And the biggest draft prospect of all time is coming over from uh, overseas. France. Yeah. So, more of the same, I guess. We'll see. Yep, he's Cameroonian. And as French citizenship. Okay. So, all right. Joe Embiid, very cultured, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I just hope I, – I, I hope for greatness, man, Like, which is crazy because, like, there are players and teams that we just hate on. But, like, I do hope and, – and if it happens naturally, like the way they built this team, with a lot of it being drafting and whatnot, they're all homegrown talent. Like, I can root for – as somebody who doesn't have an NBA team to follow – that's kind of what I gravitate to. Here's my thing. I don't know how he could be the face. I mean, I want him to be, but, like, where the NBA has shifted so much to shooting threes with Steph, and you want that to kind of be your face, now we're going to the Joker, who's, like, a traditional basketball player. Yeah. And, like, it's complete 180 compared to what we was looking for with, like, Steph. See, I would love to see yeah. Denver be this next dynasty for this reason. I, I liked how the Warriors did it, drafted Steph, Clay, Draymond. 
filled in where they needed to. The Joker was the second-round pick. Now, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were both lottery picks, but they're all drafted. This is their original Porter team. don't pass, does he? He shoots, and like he likes I, to shoot a lot. Like, I think there's some – I saw some stat. Porter was like this prodigy at 14, and then he had the back issue. So, now he's actually healthy and getting paid, he ain't See the Missouri guy? Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I used to – be able to associate so many NBA players to, to their uh, college team. I can't do it now. Jamal Murray. I, I just said I Kentucky. can't. Uh, I'm just saying it's an obvious should, And one. now once you say it, I know that. Yeah. I know where Jimmy Butler went. I don't. What? I know that one. You know that Smart one? Cat, right? Yeah. Now. And you know he beat Joe Missoula um, in the uh, NCAA tournament? I knew that. So, uh or it might have been the Big East tournament. I Big East remember. tournament. That would, have, that would make more sense. I don't know what I'm talking about. Nobody cares about Joe Mazzula playing. <laughs> Is he fired? I don't know. Keeping up with the trends of the NBA, you have this uh, doc, uh, Coach Bud. Is it Budden Howells or whatever? Budden, like, like if you're the Celtics. And then, uh, Monty want... Williams. All these coaches are now gone. That was the free so best So you're Boston. Records. Do you want one of them? Or would you rather stay with Missoula? Well, you defaulted into Missoula because I mean, he couldn't keep his hands to himself. So that's that's it's a that's good, a decision it's a good, they made. You took a step back from last year, but like it's a it's a one year coach and he's in the conference finals. Not good enough. Doc's got a chance for the Suns job. He's the front runner there. Monty turned down the Pistons job, and uh, Budenholzer got an interview. I can't remember where. Maybe it was Suns or somewhere else. Mm. Well. I don't know. How is it the doc always falls in these perfect situations despite everything that happens every single time? You know, I was I was reading something. Has he blown like four twenty point leads too in in elimination games? I would believe it. Four times his teams were up by twenty, and they lost an elimination game. I remember watching the game when he was coaching the Clippers. They were up three one at home against Houston. They're up twenty seven at the third quarter. Harden gets hot. They lose that game, and Houston takes a series in seven. Mm. Is Harden going back to Houston? Yes. yes. It's already the rumor. Like I, we, I, we said on the show last week, dude wants stats, and he wants strip clubs. Yeah. He don't care about nothing else. Dude, they retired his jersey in a strip club there. Did you hear that? No, but they should. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No, they, they, they got his jersey hanging up there because he's, he's so important to that establishment. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with it. That's good shit. Oh, man. Um, I did want to ask you guys about um, – the City Connect jerseys with, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, who do you want to know in particular? I mean, I, did you look at Because only half the teams had them, right? Because yeah, they was, had some released last year. Some was released this year. I don't remember last year. You don't? Hmm. They've been the Angels released last year, the Rockies. Uh, I'm not keeping up with the times. Yeah, so there was a few. They released so many every year. It felt like, uh, you know, an attempt to be like the NBA, how they have some of their uh, – Stuff, but is there? Did you look at any of them? Did, did any of them stand out to you? I mean, I bought the uh, Atlanta one. I have it. What was the Atlanta one? It kind of looks like the uh, 1974 uh, Hank Aaron that ones. blue and white one. But then on the bottom, it says "Keep Swinging," number 44. And then I bought the hat, and it has it underneath the bill. Okay, I saw the Reds one was it was black. I seen it. Sensi. I thought it looked good. I was I was very shocked on theirs because it, the City Connects are trying to. Uh, 
bring the culture out of the city. Right. Um, I assumed that Cincinnati was going to go very retro or old school, given their history and like the 1800 teams that they've had. Yeah. And the fact that they went with that sleek, like futuristic More, yeah, style. Very modern. Um, it surprised me. I'm not saying I don't like them, but it was it it didn't me. fit the character there. Like, you know, the Astros was, uh, what, did, what did they say? It was like something city. It was Space, like Space City. Yeah. Something like that. And then uh, the Angels were slick. I love the Angels. Now the Rockies looks like a pack of new parts. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Padres are terrible. Are you are you overall a fan of like having multiple jerseys, or do you are you more of a traditionalist no, as far as like the teams? I like it because um, it's like it's you only wear it one day a week. I remember like when we were kids, like the black Jordan jersey became a thing with the red stripes because it was just red and white. Yeah. And really, to get the, if you wanted to buy the white jersey, you had to do some work because you can only find the the red jersey. Yeah. But, I love that black with the red pinstripes. But you know what I mean? Like, was that about the time we started to see, like, this is long before the days of Oregon, you know, them doing nonsense. Yeah, I mean, but I think anytime you have a chance for uh, additional merchandise sales, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, because people love collecting memorabilia mm. and apparel. <laughs> I think Biggie sharded back there. Yeah, he better check his leg. I saw, I saw this, uh, it was uh, earlier this year. I think it was when LeBron broke the scoring thing. They showed Phil Knight in the crowd from Nike, and everybody had their cell phones out, and Phil Knight was just sitting there. Yeah. Just living in the moment, you know, of all this this crowd of people. But anyway, everything good? He probably looked just like AD did on the bench. <laughs> That's how I tate him like the other day on the bench. Um, did I, I was asking about the City Connect jerseys. Did you have a favorite, or did you care for them, or is that not your vibe? Well, it's not really my vibe, although the Mariners had one. Mariners are pretty slick. I like theirs. I thought it was pretty slick. But now, if I could have their City Connect or I could have the pilot stuff, I'd rather have the the pilot stuff. Yeah. It almost feels like a minor league thing. Yeah. Like, when they switched over, I don't know, it just, it's got some, some swagginess to it. I do like the Mariners as a name, though. That's, that's good stuff. But... Oh man, do you did you uh, think about your top five movies for this week? No, you said we were going to do that. I could probably wing it, and then I'd regret one or two that I, I missed. Know, right? Why is this so hard? Why do we even care that much? Well, yeah, I don't want to go on record as not having a movie in there. That like your really character is on the line here. So this top five list is like there's this episode of Friends from years ago where Ross and Rachel can each name five people they can sleep with, even though they're together. And of course, the list is like. Famous people. Yeah. And I've seen this online now where this husband and wife do it. And the wife puts down all these, you know, famous movie stars. And the husband puts down, like, her sister and her yeah. best friend. And yeah. <laughs> so it's like. It's like, man, that's not what I meant. I don't want to be known as the guy who forgot to list, you know. So are we are we doing what we think are the greatest movies or just the our favorite five? That's what I can't determine. I think we just Because I'm doing my favorite five as opposed to. Maybe the best five. Because mm. there's some movies that you like that maybe aren't rated as high, but for you, they're like, up there. I would definitely make a different list based off of that. Like, can I do my top five comedies and my top five? Oh, I don't want to do all oh, that. Oh, come on. That's Let's go all much. in depth. Well, we're going to do a whole show just on that. We could. I know we could. So, is, that, is that what we should do? What's one movie in your top five that you think should be in everyone's top five? Everybody's top five? Um, 
I mean, probably The Godfather. Okay. I, I like The Godfather. I mean, I, I have. I mean, Shawshank as well. Like I, Godfather, Shawshank, Shawshank. Shawshank. I, I'm a fight on those two. Uh, I, I I personally really love The Green Mile, and I also love uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump gives you a little bit of everything. Some sad, uh, some light. We're, we're getting about as far every week when we get to this point. Like, it's what we do. We name a couple movies and we stop talking. Yeah. And um, can we can we just commit the next week we do it? Sure. I mean, I, w- I would like to. I- I'm really curious on what you guys come up with, but we can't see. I think we're just too lethargic today. Can't Don't have the right headspace to name it. Um, I did want to ask uh, Mr. Brown one final question. Is the hillside on fire or are we still doing good back here? Oh, we're good. We're good. Make sure the local fire department doesn't need to come out here. Um, they wouldn't show. <laughs> what? Uh, so, Brady bought a piece of the Raiders? Yeah. Is, is that... Is that a option now as a fan? If you wanted to opt out of fandom, is that permissible based on ownership? Well, especially if it's a former player, especially if it's the guy with the tuck roll, like he's trying to make a statement saying he owns the Raiders still. Is that what this is? Well, yeah, it was his second team purchase because he already owns part of the Las Vegas Aces. I think it's a big push for him to be prominent in the Vegas area for you know a multitude of reasons, but. I, I would think as a Raiders fan, which I am not, if the tuck rule guy now owns a portion of your team, you're allowed to say F that team because That'd the guy be who owns the team, it's the son of the guy who always owned the team. It's not like it's a new ownership deal. You know what I mean? I saw that stupid meme with uh, Tom Brady and Mark Davis's haircut. And I just thought somebody thought it'd be funny to give Tom Brady Mark Davis's haircut. That's all I thought. So I do have, I have one question. Who should I switch to now since I can get out of being a Raiders fan? I mean, that's, that's a whole other – I mean, are you allowed to go well, interdivisional or is that like blasphemy? I'm I a Chiefs fan now. Right? Just, yeah, just, interdivisional's out. <laughs> like, how could you? You got to go to the other conference. I draft my homes every year, man. I was Give talking, me a break. I was talking to my dad about this last night. Like, he's you know, in baseball. Yeah. Like, he's like, don't you root for the Pirates? I'm like, no. I don't like the Pirates at all. Like, do you root for the Phillies? No, I hate them. No. I he is now a Lions fan. Lions would be acceptable. The only team I'm I'm indifferent for in our whole division in baseball is the Marlins. They're kind of an indifferent franchise. I mean, so, like, I don't – they don't bother me either way. Right. So, But I hate the Phillies. I hate the Mets, obviously. Yep. No, so. that's the point. Like, you're used to – like, even if you were switching from being a Raiders fan – how can you go from hating the Chiefs and uh, Broncos and, to a lesser extent, the Chargers? Well, here's the weird part for me. So the Raiders have sucked so so long, so bad, that I haven't really hated the Chiefs. I've respected them because I do love Patrick Mahomes as a player. So I really don't get butthurt about it because I expect to lose. That's <laughs> To be real. The, the, the gift of low expectations. Yeah. See, it sucks because the Raiders have the most iconic, classic, never-need-to-change color scheme uniforms in the history of the league. And and just their franchise history has a certain Well, and just being a fan of the Raiders. Like, it makes fun of, you know, their fans being in in six. But but in the 70s, it was the players like, oh, man, those are bad guys. Yeah. I don't know. And Al Davis always wanted to try and screw over the NFL because he was an AFL guy during, you know, they merged and – I don't know. They were like the rebel franchise, but they're like 
the Rebel franchise that didn't realize that they were going to live a long time, so they didn't take care of their body, and now they've really been like <laughs> a vegetable for the last 25 you years. You only live once, attitude. Yeah. Like you bastards trying to convince me about earlier. Anyway, the uh, – um, Go to the, the show. You won't regret it. No, listen, listen though. Like, we're, you're talking about guys like um, Al Davis back in the day and, you know, some of these these owners. Like, are, do we have anybody that fits that mold now? Like, is there anybody as far as, like, sports ownerships or league personalities? Like, who's groundbreaking at this point? I feel like everything now has just become that cash grab and nobody's breaking the boundaries. The money has gotten so big that you're not willing to be the outlaw anymore. Yeah. You used to have that in the 70s, 80s, the 90s. You'd have an owner who would stand on his principles. or Like, so. Like, they won't allow another Green Bay Packers situation ever. Yeah. Because you got to be rich. The you last be time, in this business. to me, an owner really just flopped his balls in the wheelbarrow and said, here's what I'm doing. It's Dan Cronkry. Cronky, who without the permission of the NFL, they went ahead and bought land in L.A. and started building a stadium before they even told him he could move his team. He's like, I'm going to L.A., uh, I'm building a stadium, and here's what I'm going to do. Like, you don't see that very often. No. Like, Dan Snyder, who's really bullish, is kind of whimpering his way out. He's selling the team. You know, is, remember that, when, is that officially done now, the team? The, well, there's there's people putting bids in. Uh, but, like, remember when, ha, huh, I got stuff on Jerry Jones. I hired a private investigator, all this. We were talking about that last year with Dan Snyder. Yeah. We thought we'd get this bombshell stuff. No. Uh, turns the, out you're just kind of a piece of shit, and you'll say things ooh, to get the heat ooh, off of you. Yeah. God. But, all right, so we, instead of having these trailblazers, now we have disgraced owners. That's what I, I feel like Cohen for the Mets is trying to be like an outlaw type owner. Uh, I think he's just rich. And he's just throwing money at it, and clearly it's not working. He's paid out $100 million more in payroll compared to the second-place team this year in their uh, – Second in the division, but barely over five hundred. So you so, can't you, you just don't you can't buy a championship. It has, still has to be the right pieces. Oh yeah, and even one, in baseball. One of the things that I always find amazing because I'm a dork like this is that I guarantee you we can probably name and we've probably done this before. We can probably name all thirty two NFL owners. I bet you we can name a lot of the NBA we owners. Once, he's pretty good at it. The the MLB owners like who owns the Brewers. Like who, you know what I mean? These Let's different teams. Yeah. Like, to be an owner of an NFL franchise, your face is out there. People know who you are. There's a lot of billionaires. There's only 32 guys that own an NFL team. Mm. NFL teams are worth a lot more than, yeah. than the other sports, are they not? Yes. I mean, I would think so. When you look at, like, team values or whatever, it's always – Cowboys, Patriots, you know, like three or four NFL teams before you see something. Oh, it? Washington's always really high. I, I, I never understood. I guess that, you know, Del Marva area just eats it up. The DMV, they say, you know, if, you, if you're with it, that's what you call it. <coughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I'm not, with it. I'm not. Clearly, I am. That's Chad's old stomping grounds. Oh, man. That's where everything was expensive, but, uh, I do miss uh, the convenience of life up there, but uh, Orioles. Uh, I definitely want to want to get back to Camden Yards. I know you're you're going this year, aren't you? I would love to not set in stone, but I'm trying trying to make it happen. Yeah, Camden Yards. My favorite memory is the All Star Game in the '90s. Griffey's got his hat backwards, hitting bombs over into the uh, mm. the warehouse that's across from right field there, and then 
we all remember when Cal broke the record oh, and it's yeah. on ESPN and it goes I feel like, like, I feel like Camden Yards has that nostalgia. I feel like that shit was like on ABC News too. Like when I was happening, like live, dude, like like the president's been shot. Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah. just broke the record. Um, my my dad asked a, a really interesting question the other day, and he had an answer for it. And I didn't have anybody else I could think of, so I want to ask you in baseball: Is there another guy playing today that you can think of that was like on fire to start their career that you you're almost like, man, they they're probably going to be a Hall of Famer, and then they just flamed out, fizzled out, or went away. Because he said Andrew McCutcheon is that guy to him. And I was like, I, I can see that. Like, he started out so well. Is there anybody else like that? Madison still- Bumgarner. Yeah. That well, is a good- well, I mean, is he not a Hall of Famer, you think? No. No? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I he's I feel like his, exactly. his fire period lasted longer. But maybe that's because that five-year window, they won World Series. Well, they won, fire yeah, they won so he three got- in six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was every even year. Like yeah, 12, every, 14, yeah. and 16. Yeah. Uh, but I, you look at his that, numbers, they're not Hall of Famer. Okay. That's a good one. You got one? Well, I was thinking complete opposite side of it. I was going to say Gene Carlos Stanton. When he was with the Marlins hitting close to 60 home runs, you thought this is a guy that's going to hit 500 bombs. And then, and and now, then he turned into Griffey. Yeah. He's in, he's <laughs> yeah, in that's really what time. he is. Huh. Yeah, I didn't think about Stanton. He could probably fit into that mold, too. And then there's there's one other one who really never had a fire because he's always effing injured, and that's DeGrom. Yeah. DeGrom should be a 250-game winner and all these different things. (laughs) I don't even think he's got 100 yet. Yeah. No. But, you know, it's it's, it's crazy how that – baseball in general, you can have a guy have a really good year, and then the next year they just fall apart. Like like we see it right now. Like we play fantasy. for you? I'm about to say, damn, Trey Turner. Bastard ain't doing shit in fantasy right now. I saw this thing. I was where, almost texting everybody. Does anybody want to trade for Trey Turner? He had, uh, like, more home runs in the World Baseball Classic than he does in a third of the fire. MLB season. It's a sure piece dialed in. Mine, mine's Manoa because uh, he had he was great last year. Yeah. And this year he, he's first terrible. And he got shelled again today. So it's almost he's almost getting to the point where he's cuttable. Really? Terrible. Mm. Is he at range like six? God dang. Yeah. Mm. Whips 180. <laughs> I feel like there's more pitchers that have that early fire than there are positional players. Like, at least that I can remember. Because I can remember guys that I thought were going to be Hall of Famers. Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, yeah. a few other guys from late well, 90s and early 2000s. That arm, those man, that's a tricky it, thing. Is it the arm breaking down or is it also like you develop so much of your tendencies that players also figure you out? But then how does a Verlander still deal after Tommy John? Because some guys are better. You look at that Mets stuff. about adjustments. Right. Always From, uh, adjustments. You're always trying to outthink the yeah. other person. Mets Royals World Series. You had four guys for the Mets staff that were all supposed to be all-star pitchers and be Hall of Famers. Where are they now? Where's, uh, I want to say Paul Harvey. Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. He's retired. Uh, Syndergaard. Bomb. Uh, DeGrom, stud, never healthy. Was it Wheeler, the other one? No. I don't know. They had a fourth guy. I'm drawing a blank on But I just, I think, and for whatever reason, maybe it's it's the arms, like you said. I I think of more pitchers who come in hot and flame out. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes makes sense, though. I don't know if there are more pitchers that do that. It seems like they get, pitchers get hurt now more than they ever have in history. 
I mean, I could be completely wrong about that, but then baseball it players does seem that way. It, it seems like isn't it funny though that we have all this load management? Like we can't go last like five, six innings now, and, right? and we still having all these injuries. Like, why? I, I'm telling you, and I hate to beat the beat the dead horse here, but I, I think it goes down to year brown travel ball at a young just age. Sports in general, I just feel like there's wow. so much wear and tear on that shoulder and arm at an early age that by the time they get there, they're junk. They're old man. Yeah, you're not you're not meant to pitch. Play, around play the clock. other sports too, right? You know, Smoltz said it best. He says, "I play football, I play basketball, and I play baseball." He says they all work different muscles, and it it made me the player I am today because you know what I mean it kept me fresh. Yeah, your body never broke down, right? You know? Gotta let your body develop at that age. If you're 19, 18, 17, whatever. And you're only pitching because you're really good. Cool. But when you're 13, 14, 15, all these 7th, 8th, ninth grade, play multiple sports. Yeah, but how do these parents decide, like, at a kid that's 12 years old, baseball's a sport, and he's going to just play baseball. When his body's going to change so much in the next six yeah. years, he may develop into a basketball There's player this, or a football player. This no, he's a pitcher. There's this commercial that comes on. It's like a St. Jude's commercial. And I, I cringe at this. Like, I shouldn't cringe at a commercial that's about, like, a children's cancer hospital or whatever. But it's this mom, and it's like, one minute, you have this healthy, competitive, uh, you know, five-year-old cheerleader, and then the next day, you don't. And I'm like... Why are you... Why, do you, have, Saint Jude commercial. why do you have a healthy, competitive five-year-old Okay, kid? thank you! You I, I, no, I've said that to other people when I hear that commercial, and they're like, that's what you get out of that? And I'm yes. like, she's five. Why is she a competitive cheerleader? Like, why are we doing this? Okay, thank like, you. Like, does she, is that really what she – I and don't get me wrong, kid might want to do it, but it just seems like we're pushing – That's like the five-year-old beauty pageants. And all, we could get on a whole tangent here. I really feel like if your kid enjoys it, you allow them to play. But to tell them or to make – because you're making the decision for them at, you know – he was really good in Little League and, and in middle school. So now he's a really good athlete. He could play corner. He could run track. But he's a lefty. So from the age 14 on, all he's going to do is pitch. Like, yeah. come on, man. I, it's, I don't know. I think, that, I think it's it, – you, you're, you're, We you're, sound like old farts, though. We always complain about how kids are getting raised. Back in my day is what we did. But I don't know. It's just that thing. At well, work. it's what – Mr. Brown said, like, your arm – so, first of all, if you look at women's fast-pitch softball, your arm is made to move that way, okay? The over the hands, your, your arm isn't made to move that way. So, if at 7th, 8th, ninth grade, that's all you do, and by the time you're a sophomore in high school, they've decided you're going to be a major league pitcher and you'll do nothing else, that arm is dead when you're 20. Every, but, and and you, you said we're complaining because we're old men, but at the end of the day – Modern medicine is better now than it's ever been. Procedures are done more efficiently than they've ever been done. Training programs, everything these athletes are doing are bigger, better, stronger. Why is there more injuries? You explain that to me. I can't. And it's across the board. There was a big thing this year in the NBA because Stan Van Gundy went on Twitter and went crazy on (laughs) Not Stan. Yeah, he uh, he went nuts on how are guys constantly injured now when we're supposed to be the healthiest we've ever been. He said it's it's the load management and the overtraining. You train really hard and you play less. Let's just call it what it is. Instead of soft tissue, he's out tonight with a tickle in his tank. He he's soft, and that's it. Yeah, I mean sometimes that happens. I get that, but you know we're talking about that injury piece where dudes are just down forever. Um, I don't know, man. I think it is. I, I agree like, with you on the U sports thing. Like that's that's been missing. 
I've heard a lot of people crap on the streak for Cal on how he would be in a slump and they should have sat him or he was a little slow at short because he had an ankle injury or something like that and they shouldn't have played him. They played him just for the streak. Here's my point. A guy with his body frame wasn't muscular, he was slightly pudgy, was able to go out there for how many years in a row every day. Nowadays, you got an Alex Rodriguez looking shortstop, Judge, Stanton. They can't stay on the field. Like, yeah. there is parts of your body that aren't meant to be muscular, especially if you're a baseball player. There's this great thing, like Jack McDowell and uh, Kurt Schilling always say the same thing when I see him comment on Twitter or Facebook about a pitcher throwing a lot of pitches. And they're like, if you're really dealing, that means all your mechanics are perfect. It doesn't matter if you throw 95 pitches or 120. Your arm isn't feeling that night because your mechanics are perfect. When your mechanics are off, that's when you labor. That's when you hurt your arm. My mechanics are off on a lot of things because a lot of my shit hurts all the time. But it makes sense because how many like how many pitches did Noel Ryan throw? And I get it. He's the outlier with the arm and all that. But Schilling, Maddox, Glavin. Now, Glavin wasn't a hard thrower, but how do you pitch for that long and win 300 games? You know what I mean? Like, like how many people are not even going to hit 3,000 hits ever again? Like, that that's that's almost going to be the new 4,000 hits. Uh, I think uh, Freddie Freeman has a very good chance. Like, not a lot of other people, though, dude. Not a lot. Because it's not about hits anymore. It's about, you know, just getting on base. And we're going to end up with the same thing in MLB where, like, uh, we've went to with the war and the purr and the NBA. I like war. I don't care you know, what the, well, it gives you a good chance to compare players from different eras. But, like, in the NFL, you can't really compare what Mahomes is doing or even Brady's numbers to what Dan Marino did. Because if you put Dan Marino in today's game, it would be that much different. Well, it went from 3,000 hits or 500 home runs or 300 wins, got you in the Hall of Fame, hitting 300. Now it's going to be if you won 200, 200 you're a Hall of Famer. 150, maybe. I don't know. If you hit 270, but you had 400 – 50 home run. Like, Fred McGriff with, what, 494? Yeah. Like, I just – things are going to change so dramatically. We essentially blame, or penalized him for the 94 strike. Yeah. And how's that his fault? It didn't. No. But, you know, there's I, – I think what's frustrating about that is how some people get recognized that are terrible when you look at some of those, uh, like, war and player efficiency rating. Yeah. Um, like Harold Baines, you know, like I always love that marker because like somebody wants to talk about war and I'll be like, well, let's look at Harold Baines and his, you know, 38 or whatever. And then you can look at somebody like Paul Goldschmidt. Like, is he a Hall of Famer? I think he will be. You know, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I think he's there. I think he's, uh, I mean, he'll obviously keep playing for, what, three or four more years probably. I think he's right there. Yeah. Aaron well, Otto's he- there because the defense, I mean, and plus he puts up some offense, but uh, you see that Trout just passed Griffey and uh, Pedro. Was it Pedro? I know he passed Griffey for career war. Well, somebody else they passed for war. Really? Like right now. And he's, you know, I mean, how many years does Trout have left? Right, but, you know, imagine. I mean, how old is Trout? Like 32, 33? Like that old. Theoretically, he's got good years left. I mean, but, like, if he would just stay somewhat healthy, we're looking at a potential 100-war player. That's insane. It's wasted, though. Isn't it crap? Like, I mean, 
Yeah, because of the the non winning or whatever. But I mean, the fact is, we're looking at a generational talent. That yeah, you're right. We've got to miss out in October. He's like a Rod on the Rangers. You know what's crazy yeah, about it? Pretty much is because it's baseball, and you appreciate players more. We'll all remember Trout and appreciate him for being one of the greats of the game. If he did those same numbers on an NBA team or as a quarterback on a bad NFL team, hey, put up good numbers on a bad team. It's just amazing how differently you're appreciated in baseball. <laughs> Big diesel of, truck out there. <laughs> like, how many guys do you think of over the years had great numbers, but they were on a bad team, and they never got any credit? I don't know. Like, in the NBA, was Grant Hill very good, or was he just on a crappy business team? Yeah. And he just had bad angles. I thought he was a baller back in his early days. Yeah. I mean, coming out of Duke. I mean, Dude, his first five years in the league – Absolute stud. He'd give you like twenty six, eight, eight. Dude, he got a black diesel now. It used to be white. Man. You know we're trying to enjoy the weather here. What are they going to redo the road? Are we at the draft? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's never a dull moment. How can you be in the middle of nowhere and get like all this traffic from diesel trucks? It's amazing, and they're all Fords, and they all have Trump stickers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you can make it up the hill. And we have uh, Outcast in the booth. Do we? Yeah. He, he's wearing the City Connect jersey, I believe. But so is it Big is Boy or the uh, play? Yeah. Yeah, Outcast is two people. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. You didn't know that? No. Uh, it's Andre 3000. That might be why the, boy. the uh, bobblehead had two people. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that part. <laughs> I thought it was Marcelo Zuna. <laughs> <laughs> That's Big Boy. <laughs> That's good shit. Oh, good. Um, I was like, there he is. Which one's that? That's, um, I can't tell. I think that is Big Boy. There you go. Andre 3000 is the more eccentric one. See, there it is. Look, the two. I thought it was just Marcel. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he without cast? They must be friends. Exactly. Because I just assumed he lived that life. (laughs) He did. He's the real John Morant. Do you, do you like Outcast at all? Yeah, man. I used to dance to Hey Ya on uh, the Wii. The Wii? Yeah, just dance. You all right, Biggie? Woo! He just sharded himself. I liked uh, the song uh, Roses. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Did I enjoy playing the Wii? We should bring a Wii down here. We ain't active enough for a Wii anymore. We're over the hill. No, we're not. We're perfectly in the right little, amount of I'd love to see Biggie pull out some Just Dance. Let's go Dance Dance Revolution, bitch. Okay, I just want to warn you, the last time I did that, I popped my hip out of place for the second time. Mm. You know why? He only dances that's raining men. You shouldn't have been doing uh, travel dancing with uh, you know the Pointer Sisters or whatever. Well, that's when I get to wear the ooh, ooh on my two-toss. <laughs> what are they saying, though? The ooh-ooh on his two-toss. I don't know. We got hand, good. We got hand gestures and everything. Well, uh, the bowling's really fun. The boxing is fun, but after, like, a round and a half, I'm ready to pass out. Do you play video games at all? The anymore? golf was fun. Golf was amazing. Is I'll, I'll play some with the kids. I don't know golf on the Wii. Lately. I would play bowling a decent amount with... Uh, I remember playing Wii bowling. Isaac and Lucas when it'd be like Christmas break and stuff like that, but I haven't played for a while. Home run derby was fun. Yeah, maybe it's nice thing about having kids that age. You still get to play. Yeah, let let dad put this together for you. Well, we do a season. We draft a team and still playing. You can't tell me I don't look like Marcelo Zuna. 
I always get to be quarterback, though. I'm not saying it doesn't. I just thought it was funny that you didn't. This is how you realized Outcast was two people. Yeah, you learn something every day. I'm, I'm, the, day the day you quit learning is the day you just need, need to be six feet under, right? That's it. Learn something new every day. I agree. So whenever I have Alzheimer's, you just put me out because I know I ain't learning no more. Exactly. Hey, don't don't tell me that because I'll do it. I, I wouldn't say it, but it mean <laughs> use this bat. Yes, I right here in my hand. You'll just, sound the same as you do now. You'll be telling us. <laughs> Did you know what it is? Did you know what it is? Just don't give me. Alzheimer's by CTE here. Chad's gonna That's only after the fact. Chad's going to be Doc Holliday laying in the bed asking somebody to play cards um, with him. I'll, I'll message Laura and be like, hey, this is what Chad said. And like a week later, she'll message me, it's flaring up. Get over here. <laughs> that's it. That's why I got to get Put him down. That's why she stays smoked up. Yeah. Yeah, she's less Had to put Samson yeah. down. Help. Yeah. <laughs> she said, come talk to Samson. <laughs> He's lost it again. <laughs> You've seen the family guy. Where it's way back in the day and the horse got the broken leg. And he's and like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, and he goes, well, I'm going to have to put you down. The horse takes a gun and shoots him. He grabs it, yeah. How's that feel? We're going to do it, Chad. This is watch some Family Guy clips. What time is the basketball game going on? In 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Well, let's wrap it up. We'll watch some basketball and enjoy our evening. But uh, it's nice to catch up with you guys coming back from the ATL. And uh, not a Braves fan at all, but you have... Make me jealous. I want to go to the battery and see what it's all about. It's a fun experience. Whether you're a Braves fan or not, it's a, it's a trip worth making. It's mm-hmm. a weekend that you won't regret, just like the Chappelle tickets. All right, so Celtics and six. <laughs> Celtics and seven. Celtics and seven. All right, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening to us this week. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social media. And we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.